Welcome to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. My name is Phil Strum. So happy you've decided to join me once again this week. This week's guest is one of the most can't-miss prospects in WWE, although I'm not even sure you can call her a prospect anymore because she's actually the NXT Women's Champion, Roxanne Perez. Roxanne will be defending the championship against both remaining members of Toxic Attraction, JC Jane and Gigi Dolan, at NXT Vengeance Day Premium Live Event in Charlotte, North Carolina on Saturday, February 4th, available on Peacock and on the WWE Network internationally. She's the women's champion now. She's already been the NXT Women's Tag Team Champion, and she's already won the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. Did I mention that she's only been in WWE for 10 months, and she's only 20 years old? Did you know what the heck you were doing when you were 20? Because I didn't. Either way, it's a good listen. So here we go now with Roxanne Perez. So excited to be joined today by the reigning NXT Women's Champion, one of the true fast rising stars of pro wrestling, the one and only Roxanne Perez. Roxy, welcome to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Great. Let's start with what's coming up, the NXT Vengeance Day Premium Live event Saturday, February 4th in Charlotte. You're in a feature match defending your championship against the remaining members of Toxic Attraction, JC Jane and Gigi Dolan. What's this opportunity mean to you, and what do you think that match is going to be like? Ooh, um, this opportunity means everything to me. Uh, you know, it's it's really cool because it's our first outside show, like outside of Orlando, um, on the road. I'm so excited because, like, I I did travel beforehand, but I've never traveled outside of Orlando with WWE NXT. So I'm super excited. I'm so excited that it's the first one, and I get to defend my championship. My first title defense. So, yeah, I'm so excited. I was going to mention that other than the Florida loop and the the shows at the Performance Center, this is really the first time that NXT has been back in a in a crowd setting. So what what's that going to be like? Obviously, you have some experience in your in your career before this with with crowds. But what's it going to be like just kind of being out of the PC, sort of the same sort of people you see pretty regularly? Yeah, I'm excited because, yeah, you're right. Like, um, we co- consistently wrestle, like, at the PC, which it's kind of like, it's it's a pretty intimate crowd because it's like this, it's almost the same crowd every single time. And then uh, we've been traveling around Florida, uh, you know, like small towns around Florida. So I think, like, the coolest part about what we do is being able to, like, connect with fans and go outside of Orlando and meet our fans all around the world and be able to like put on, put on a performance for like each and every one of them. So I'm so excited to finally be able to venture out and I've never wrestled in Charlotte before. So I'm super excited for that as well. Those crowds at the PC seem like they know what's up though. They seem like they know what's going on. They're really, they do. they're the awesome. Stories. I love them. And they, they, they come up with their own creative chance. It's a, it's, it's cool <laughs> to get a nice intimate environment like that of somebody of an engaged audience. Yeah, especially when we're first starting out, you know, like NXT is where the superstars are made. Uh, So it's cool to have like that intimate crowd and like have them just be a part of our journey and and watch us like evolve. What are your thoughts on JC Jane and Gigi Dolan as individuals? I think, of course, along with you, they both have great upside uh, for wrestling. For me specifically, JC Jane kind of connects with me, so she really cracks me up, and I'm always finding myself interested in what she's doing. Gigi's great too, but uh, JC kind of consistently gets my attention. How do you kind of assess them as individuals? Yeah, so um, I think working with them is awesome. Uh, You know, I feel like we are the same in like 
which we both love we all love wrestling so much and we all came from the independent scene and we've worked so so hard to to get to wwe um like i'm sure i can speak for them like wwe was always our our end goal um so so yeah that's one thing that we do have in common but um yeah they have a little bit of a toxic no pun intended but toxic manipulative sneaky mindset and uh i learned that this past tuesday uh i don't know if they got you but they definitely got me (laughs) but that won't happen again (laughs) just how how do you kind of see them individually though like you know they kind of you know what do you what do you think of each of them as individual wrestlers i mean even like what kind of what do you see as their strengths and, and 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 kind of things that you need to be looking at for um individually uh, like i agree with you jc is so she's so charismatic she's so everything she does um i'm sure you can you saw like the past few weeks yeah they were putting on a little bit of an act but you can see those little those little moments where jc kind of like gives a look to Gigi and uh, she just has a different look in her eyes than, than Gigi does. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty interesting. And, and Gigi as well, like she's very, uh, I like how she's very technical in the ring. Um, so I think our styles mesh, mesh well in that aspect. I didn't get to look this up, but had you wrestled either of them before? WWE? I have wrestled uh, Gigi uh, on the independent scene once. Um, that was, uh, I think it must've been like 2018 or, yeah, around that time, um, 2018. Yeah, uh, so I wrestled her once, and I, I I have never been able to step in the ring with JC and up until my NXT debut. Um, so she was she was actually my debut match on NXT, right? Um, on the main show because I did debut on Level Up, uh, where I wrestled uh, Sloane Jacobs, um, Notorious Mimi, and then uh, yeah, my debut match on NXT TV was JC Jane. And so much has changed since 2018, too. So, so much, yeah. It's going to be a whole new, new ball game. So you're on top of what, to me, has turned into a very good and competitive women's division in NXT. Of course, for months, you had Mandy Rose really coming into her own as champion, working with pretty much everyone. The quality depth in the MS- NXT, excuse me, women's division is really strong right now. And a lot of the women have made a lot of strides in a really short period of time. Uh, you've got Fallon Henley and Kiana James going for the tag titles on this card. Against Chance and Carter, you've got Cora Jade, you got Lyra Valkyria emerging, Thea Hale, Electra Lopez, Valentina Froyes, Tiffany Stratton, the list goes on and on. It just seems like a really competitive group. Um, it, it, are there things that you guys can kind of learn from each other as you're going through this process because it's obviously it's both a developmental program and it's and it's a, a it's on brand at the same time too it's yeah on, it's on cable television weekly so yeah what, what do you kind of learn in you know in, in the mix with all of these great uh, performers uh we definitely learn so much off of each other i feel like especially because we're there in the pc every single day every single day we're working with each other we're seeing each other we're uh helping each other grow i feel like everything that we do it takes two not just one um, and yeah, you're right. Like, I feel like the NXT brand is so different than it was before because now I do think it's a little bit more fast paced. So uh, they bring in people they want to see. Like within, let's say, six months, they're gonna do um, they're gonna do a checkup on you again and see. Okay, let's see how fast this person has has advanced. Um, so it is different in that aspect because before they did give. Uh, the the wrestlers a little bit more time. There was uh, a wrestlers that were down there for like 
six plus years before they got into the main roster, but now they kind of want to like start picking up the pace a little faster. So uh, I do think that that's a good thing in a way because, um, you know, uh, everybody, everybody wants to be better quickly. Everybody wants to advance. Everybody wants to be at the top. So, um, yeah, I definitely think that that helps us even like helps us work together even more because like I said, it, it takes two. Yeah, and if, if you look at, you know, it's different probably building a sports team than it is building a, you know, a wrestling promotion. But, you know, you really want that quality depth. And, and, and the thing that stands out to me the most with the women's division in NXT, too, is everybody's different. Like, it's, it's, it's so many different looks and so many different styles that it creates naturally just, you know, some good matches. So mm-hmm. I, I've personally really been enjoying what you and everybody else are doing there. Thank you. Um, I've really been getting a kick out of watching NXT because it's, it's. I think it's also really going to push people on the main roster as well because you look and you see. Okay, well, there's, there's. Yeah, there's so much that. talent. Um, so you're already very young, but you started training. I think when you were 13 and started at Reality of Wrestling with Booker T at 16. Yes. So what was that like, and what's it like to meet Booker T for the first time, and then to become his protege? Yeah, so um, I had always wanted to to start my training at Reality of Wrestling. Uh, I found his school. I was so serious about it since, like, probably the age of 10. I knew I wanted to be a wrestler, and uh, I found Booker T's school and, and knew, okay, when I turn 18, I'm going to start training. I'm going to move over there to Houston, start training, and, uh, and yeah, and start my journey. But then I ended up getting trained earlier than expected. So, I was, yeah, it was about 13. I was trained um, at the Laredo Wrestling Alliance in my hometown under George Benavides and Johnny Angels. So I'm so always so grateful for them because they kind of took me under their wing. They saw a 13-year-old little scrawny four-foot-nothing girl and said, yeah, like, we'll take you in. Like, we, we see so, something in you. And so I'm always so appreciative of them for that. Um, so, yeah, I made my rounds around uh, Laredo, Texas, and then... When I was about 16, I started traveling to um, Houston on Greyhound buses wow. to train at Booker T School. So um, my aunt and my uncle, they're amazing as well. They live in Houston, so I would stay with them uh, while I was there. And I think it was like, you know, during spring break, Christmas break, instead of like hanging out with my friends, I was traveling to Houston to go get some training. And, and I didn't mind it because like that was my happy place. Like I... I was so serious about it and the fact that I loved it so much like it 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 didn't seem like oh I gotta go on a bus to drive over there you know it was like yeah I'm so excited um and that was super cool because you know like I've been a fan of it since I was a kid so I've I was a fan of Booker um and I remember like the first time I talked to him him just like giving me some praise and giving me advice and it was I was kind of like starstruck for a second I was like wait am I really talking to Booker T right now um but yeah he's been so instrumental in like my growth um my boyfriend as well Gino Medina he's a wrestler and uh, he was actually a trainer down there at Reality of Wrestling um alongside Booker so uh he was super instrumental in, in my growth as well um so yeah I'm so grateful for for Booker, Booker T school because I feel like 
I I definitely started growing so much more like once I got there because it's so different. He has like a TV production basically, so it's so different from being on the indies and then going to a TV production and having to worry about cameras and and all of that crazy stuff. So yeah. And then you know it it takes me kind of to where you're at now at the WWP Performance Center and and how different that might be in your development. So much has been said about recruitment in WWE and wrestling. Oh my gosh, there's too many college athletes. Oh, there's too many indie wrestlers. This and that. I think you need a little from column A, a little from column B. And if you have a closed mind to either one, you're looking away from talent unnecessarily. Yeah. As somebody with your experience level going into this as an independent wrestler, what? has been the WWE Performance Center experience for you personally? Like, what, what are you picking up and what do you, what, what, what is it, how has it helped you, I guess? Yeah, um, so obviously, like, I, I feel like, at least for me, I've had such a good experience being at the Performance Center. Um, since I first stepped in there, uh, my trial, I was like, yeah, this is where I belong. Like, this, this is it. It feels, it already feels like home. Um, and, the trainers there are amazing, like some of the best trainers in the world. And it's really crazy to me because, like you said, like they all, they, they do bring in a lot of athletes. And it's crazy to see how fast they advance within a few weeks. Uh, you know, like they get there, they're going to train in every single day. Within like two months, they have them put on uh, a match in the PC for um, for us to watch. And it's crazy just to see like how how quickly they advance and and how quickly they they pick up stuff and and you know like I remember me having my first match and it was not great, <laughs> uh, but like I said like it, the best trainers in the world they're they're teaching us uh, and even like for me coming from the Indies and wrestling for like. I think like six years before coming to the performance center, I feel like I learned so much, um, you know, like just even little habits that I didn't realize that I had going into the performance center and then telling me, Hey, like this is wrong and this is wrong. And me being like, Oh, I didn't even realize that that was wrong. Or I didn't even realize that I was doing it that, that way. And so, yeah, I, I absolutely love the performance center. I think it's the best school in world. <laughs> and I, I give credit to some of those wrestlers who are on the NXT level up sometimes because that's sometimes people's first, second, third match ever. And yeah. it's broadcast. And yeah, yeah, that crazy. kind of blows my mind. But to like you to your point, just to get people to the level of where they're able to do that is is, is remarkable. So they yeah. deserve a ton of credit for that. Um, so you've got Booker T around at TV now. Are, are there any other people in WWE who you've kind of gravitated toward as mentors as you've made your way through the system in the last 10 months or so? Yeah. Uh, so there's a couple people, but uh, one that really sticks out to me is Bailey. Um, so while she was down in the PC for rehab, uh, we kind of got close and, uh, you know, she, she kind of took like me, Cora, JC uh, Jane and Indy Hartwell under her wing and, she she gave us so much advice and to this day like she'll text me and oh my gosh that was a great match she'll give me some critiques and uh yeah she's so awesome and just like she was so always so so open to to me going up to her and just asking her wrestling questions or even just life questions um so yeah she's she's been like a big sister to me and it's cool because I I looked up to her for so long and I actually have a picture with her when I was like 14 and I remember showing it to her when I met her down there at the PC and her mind was blown. She was like, Oh my gosh. She's like, I was like, 
my goal was always to inspire the younger generation. She's like, but I didn't, I don't know. I don't think I was ready to work with them yet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's cool. But she's amazing. She's awesome. Yeah, she's still very much in her prime. And I, I really enjoyed the ways that she was able to reinvent her character, too, because, you know, when you're on TV every week, you, you risk kind of just overexposing yourself to an audience and, and just naturally getting stale because you're on TV all the time. Yeah. But she she is not afraid to just go out on a limb and be ridiculous, but also just kind of stay true to her own character. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's also parallels with your career to hers, too, I'd say, just from, you know, similar kind of the ways you came up in the business and, and, and sort of where you were and, and, and how you progressed. So that, that's that's fantastic. Any of the coaches uh, that you work with regularly at the at the PC that uh, and you, you said they were the best in the world? Yeah, any- no. Yeah, there's a and I, I've uh, so we switch classes. Uh, every every month or so, so uh, I've gotten to work with you know Sarah Motto, and she's amazing, you know, because she's like the only woman's coach there, and uh, yeah, like she she knows the ins and outs of the wrestling business, so it's been amazing to work with her. Um, I feel like I've learned so so much from her, and then uh, I've also been in uh, Brookside's class. Uh, I haven't been in Fit Finley's class, but I have worked with him uh, a lot, and he's awesome as well. You know, he was super instrumental in the woman's evolution because uh, um, I'm not sure if a lot of people know this, but he he was the one that kind of started training the divas from being in bra and panties matches. He said, no, like, the girls can do what the guys can do. And uh, he started training them, and he helped them become kind of what – women's wrestling is today so uh yeah i'm i'm so grateful for finley and being able to like learn from him and work with him is super awesome yeah i always loved that period where he sort of took that over too i don't know there's an age gap between us but like when it was like uh trish stratus and molly holly and lita jazz and some of those women who victoria is another one um i mean that was just it was such a nice breath of fresh air at that time to see those women have something to compete for and yeah a lot changed over time but you know he was really the the spark of a lot of it when it was when it was occurring yeah Um, so you've been a fan since you were 10 you said how has your love of wrestling evolved over the years as you went from fan to obviously a little bit more than a fan and the you know the more you know kind of like you're just learning over time like how how is your how is how is your love of wrestling kind of changed over the course of that time i think i i i just love wrestling more and more every day um so like you know since i was a kid i i was obsessed with it and um even like during high school years when i was going out there traveling um that was kind of what kept me out of trouble uh you know when you're like when you're a teen like you want to go out and have fun and um sometimes maybe get bad grades but that was like my mom was always like all right like if you if you are slipping up I'm gonna take you out of wrestling if you're slipping up I'm not gonna let you go to training anymore and that was like I feel like that was the equivalent of like a mom or dad telling their kid like I'm gonna take away your phone and they're freaking out that was that was my thing like oh no you're not taking wrestling away from me um so yeah and I think now it's it's more of like I love wrestling so much but now it's like I am the NXT Women's Champion and uh there was a point where I I 
I walked into to the PC and I was just so so starstruck and you know kind of like blinded by the lights and oh my gosh I can't believe I'm here and now it's like no like I am here and I am the NXT Women's Champion and I've worked so so hard to get to this point so um, as, even though I still have that that love for wrestling and that I'm always going to have that fan in me I feel like it's it's grown into much much more of like a confidence like okay like yeah I love this and and I'm here and I've worked hard to get here. And I think you could really see that confidence in everything that you're doing too. So congratulations on that. Um, I know tape study is sometimes a big part of NXT. Is there anyone you found yourself enjoying the work of who maybe you weren't as familiar with before you started there? Hmm. Um. Or anybody that they've recommended to you of, hey, I see this and you might want to check this out. Yeah, so uh, usually like film study will kind of like watch our own matches back. So I think that that's like pretty cool about it too because we uh, we watch all of our matches back and they'll give us feedback and critiques on what we can fix, what we can do different. And that's been so helpful in like my growth because I'm the type of person where I, I don't like to really hear myself talk. I don't like to like watch certain things back but to like sit there with the coaches and for them to say hey look this is what you can do different like that that's super helpful yeah so it's it's more of analyzing your own work yeah and, and picking it apart than it is necessarily going back is there anybody as you because you seem obviously if you're a longtime fan you, you you have your favorites that you probably had growing up is there anybody who you've kind of like as you've gotten older grown to appreciate more maybe watching the matches of that you maybe didn't when you were a kid yeah, so when I was a kid, uh, I I started watching probably in like 2010. So um, there's a couple wrestlers that I had never watched before that uh, my boyfriend actually, he'll kind of like show me some matches randomly. And um, he kind of got me into like Eddie Guerrero and, mm. and uh, wrestlers like that. So uh, it's cool to like watch those matches back and see how, how wrestling has evolved, but how we kind of can still like take pieces of that because... I feel like that, like Eddie Guerrero's matches were so friggin' amazing, um, and I I didn't grow up watching him, so to watch those matches back, like yeah, I I uh, I tend to like try to get some some inspiration from him as well. Very good, and I believe I've seen Gino Medina in, in action before at MLW. If I've got the right person, yes, in yes, so, yeah, he's he's very good too. So shout out to him <laughs> as well. Um, uh, we're gonna move on to something we call the three count. Now it's gonna be three quick questions and your answers. Uh, so the first one, is there any cool job within wrestling where you've looked at it and we're like, yeah, you know, I want to be a WWE superstar, but I bet it would be really fun to do that person's job for the day. Ooh. So I've actually, one time I did try uh, sitting in the producer's office with the headset on and everything. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm never doing this. <laughs> it was it was so much. It's like I, I feel like I don't know how they do it. They are like masterminds, but they got like twenty voices in their ears. They got to like switch camera angles. They got to do so so much stuff as they're looking at papers and trying to see where they are on the show and what's next, what's before this. Like it's crazy. Um, so yeah, I was like maybe not that, but uh, I've always loved writing since I was a kid. So. Um, I would love to write uh, one day, so um, yeah, maybe that. Maybe writing, writing some storylines. 
Very good. Very interesting. Um, and I bet you those the, the producer people, they, they've had maybe not training since they're 13 or 16, but I, I think they've probably been, uh, received a lot of training over their <laughs> yeah, careers, sure. too. All right. Second question. Who is the funniest person in the WWE Performance Center and why? <sighs> That's hard. I want to say Indy Hartwell because she honestly can always make me laugh. Um, but she just has this very, I feel like a lot of Australians have this, but they have a very sarcastic, like, yeah, like sarcastic sense of humor where where you really don't know like if they're joking or not, but most of the time I know that she's joking and it's just so funny to me. It's very dry. It's very- It's so dry. Understated. Yeah, and I I love that. <laughs> I'm a really big fan of hers too. I really I really loved what she did back with the way with uh, with some yeah. of the, some of the she's awesome that they were doing. But just some of the little things you pick up from her are just sometimes get you they crack you up. I'm kind of seeing a little bit of that right now with Javier Bernal too. I yeah, I can see that. Picks yeah. up on that. But uh, I've really been uh, there, there's a few things he's done have gone over my head, and I rewind them. I'm like, oh, I didn't even catch. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so last question, if you could pick any song in real life to accompany you to the ring or be performed for you at, on your walk to the ring, what would it be and why? Oh, my gosh. You know what? Maybe um, this just popped into my I don't see, honestly never thought about that before, but um, maybe I am the fire by Hellstorm because that was uh, my first ever theme song. My first match I actually have it tattooed on my wrist right here but april 8th 2016 that was my first ever match and i actually came out to that song by hellstorm so that'll be a pretty full circle moment you know they i i believe they have performed at a wrestlemania before or a certain pay-per-view um but yeah that would be cool yeah that, that is familiar to me that you say that but i don't remember which one it was either yeah <laughs> i'm so great. bad at uh like i i can remember pay-per-views but not the town not the year i'm so bad about that I, I get fuzzy when it like because I've been I've been watching wrestling since 1985. Oh wow! And I was five when I started watching, so uh-huh. like a lot of the stuff from when I was a really little kid, I can remember like chapter and verse, every single step and every angle. But like once it hits like the Monday Night Wars, I'm like, what's going on? And my brain can't handle it anymore. But now I've been watching it for 37. Now I've been watching for 37 years, and I haven't gotten it out of my system yet. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just uh, it's just fun. Uh, but uh, hey, uh, thank you so much, uh, Roxanne, for joining me today on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. I really enjoyed this. You've got uh, Vengeance Day coming up Saturday uh, in Charlotte against JC Jane and Gigi Dolan. All the best of luck to you with that and everything you've got moving forward. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks again, everyone, for joining me this week on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. I'd like to thank NXT Women's Champion Roxanne Perez for joining me today. I'd also like to thank Chuck Kingsbury from WWE for his assistance in setting this up. Join us again next week where our guest will be the voice of Ring of Honor Wrestling, Ian Riccoboni. You've heard Ian on New Japan Strong and on AEW Dark Elevation, but we're also going to be talking about his friend, Jamin Pugh. who You all know better as Jay Briscoe, who sadly died recently in a tragic auto accident. We're going to learn about the man behind Jay Briscoe from Ian, who knew him very well. Hope you enjoyed this week's show. Hope you'll join us again next week. Tell a friend and have a great week, everyone. Everyone.